Hi, and welcome to A Face for Audio with Imogen Church. Today's audio berry is called... What voice? When you're a voice actor, you, as you might expect, have to have a degree of versatility in your voice. I think today's audio berry will be discussing the ability to change your voice to create different ages, different classes, and different genders. One of the things when people ask me about audiobooks that they're quite surprised by is that, yes, I do have to do all of the voices, including the men. Now, in terms of gender swapping, initially when I was starting out narrating audiobooks, I would stick to quite a, a boring, gender-restrictive separation between male and female. And part of that is because I did start narrating an awful lot of audio porn. And the descriptions in a lot of these books are, he entered and spoke to her in his husky, manly voice. And so I spent a lot of time repeating very husky characters. They were always husky and masculine and Macho, and so I try to get super low and be really manly. And then the women would always be quite, quite fey and quite light, and and therefore I would create this dynamic, I suppose, between male characters being sexy and female characters who are often in audio porn very yielding and oh, can I please? But as time went on, I thought I can't keep churning out these stereotypes, especially when you you get into other types of books, particularly comedy, when you want stuff to be quite light and quick. Um, So I stopped really branding characters by their gender and started thinking of ways I could differentiate them. I mean, unless, of course, they say he sounds like uh, Jimon Unsu. Or Brian Blessed! If the text says that, then obviously that's what I have to go for. But otherwise, I would just look for other ways to ignore gender binary and just find characteristics. You know, maybe... Maybe making someone quite fat, giving them quite uh, chubby cheeks. Or maybe making them quite... um, Falsetto. Falsetto and perhaps a smoker as well. Actually, it sounds like I've perhaps had a a throat transplant. Or, you know, I might be a woman, but actually be quite deep. Um, I'm not exactly sure how someone would differentiate between male and female, other than the fact it's specified in the book. So gender, I tried to do away with. Same with stereotyping. (laughs) Oh my God, you're gay, you're so camp. I have had producers try and push me into doing a camp voice, which really doesn't fit with um, anybody I've ever met in my time, other than people doing stereotypes for comic effect. Um, The other fun thing is when you get to be a kid, trying to get your voice up to that pitch is, I mean, it's impossible. You can't make yourself sound like a six-year-old. So I find you just have to go for the the rhythms and the cadences and the inner b 
ability with language um, and stuff and talk basically like you're quite new and stuff to talking and it's not as easy as maybe it might be if you were um, a bit older, do you think, maybe? So I quite like doing children's voices, um, particularly little girls who are maybe maybe a bit bratty or maybe a bit posh, Mummy. Um, Mummy, what, what are we having for tea? Oh, veal? Oh, no, I don't feel like veal tonight, Mummy. But what becomes quite difficult then is going to the other extreme and becoming very old. Although I do like it, it's quite tough on your throat. It's about as tough as reading an entire erotic novel that's just full of sexy husky men. Hello, darling. Take your knickers off. That will kill your throat. And the same with old people. Note I'm going for generic old. Um, the same with older characters. When you have to essentially try and make the folds of the throat perhaps a bit weathered and maybe the processes are slightly smaller, for some reason I do tend to make my old characters a bit old-fashioned cockney. My favourite is that old kind of Rada version of Cockney that you can find in Noel Coward's Brief Encounter, the movie, the lady who has the bun shop at the train station. But you've really got to make your voice sound a lot less healthy, and that can be quite tough on your vocal cords. So hopefully, if you have a book and the main character is old, they'll cast somebody older or you'll choose to give them an unusually healthy voice. If I had to do this for three days, I think my voice would pack up and leave and I could hardly blame it. On top of ages, characteristics, always chuck in a lisp. If you can find a way to chuck in a lisp, chuck in a lisp. On top of all these characteristics, you've got class. So like I was saying, I always make my old people quite cockney. But they could be very posh. Hello, Charlton. Would you like to come in for tea with the dogs and I? Maybe it sounds as though I'm a little bit drunk. That's a whole other, other audio berry on how to act drunk. And then we've got our little girl, who's very posh as well. And hello, Mummy, but she's still not that clever with her words. And then you got a little boy, ain't ya? Who's down the dock saying, all right, in the words of Stuart Lee, shitty meat. Do you know what I mean? I live in the city and I eat meat. So, you know, you're layering. You're layering with the young voice and the posh voice and the young voice and the common voice and all that stuff. But then if you really want to get into trouble, you'll read a book where it describes, Hello, come in, son, said his 98-year-old Ghanaian grandmother. 
And to be honest, I'm not even going to give you an example of what I did for that because I'm pretty sure it was terrible. But we'll discuss accents in a whole nother audio berry because there's so much to talk about. But for today, I think we'll call it quits because, frankly, my throat is hurting and I need a drink. Non-alcoholic, maybe. Um, Thank you for listening and hopefully you'll tune in again soon. All right. See you later.